0: For those for which the music is a lifetime and not a pastime, this is bass agenda. 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 Base agenda. Good to have you with us again here on DeepSpaceRadio.com. Regular listeners of the show will know every now and again I do a release special in collaboration with Alex Stark from Fundamental Records in Spain, mainly because the projects he works on are just so special, so unique, and so true to what electro is all about. You can't help but be curious to find out more. This time round, we're looking at new release, three-disc vinyl release called Machine Funk from Dallas-based producer Cygnus. Been on the show a couple of times before. Really is an amazing release, fantastic album. You're gonna hear some of the tracks today and you're not gonna hear that much from me actually for the first hour or two because Cygnus has made it nice and easy for me and he's gonna talk you through it. Some great stories about creativity, science fiction universe that the album is based on and much more coming up in the third hour of the show. I'll be dropping some tunes from uh, recent releases, a few promos, including new Anthony Rota, uh, Carl Finlow, Nomenclature, David Miser, and generally just jumping around the sound spectrum, seeing what other people are up to. Until then, enjoy the section with Cygnus. Some great tunes coming up.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, it's Phil. Phil Washington, aka Cygnus, as you might know me by. Um, If you are listening to this program, then it is very likely that you already know who I am and what this is about. In case you don't, uh, first of all, let me say welcome and thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, My name is Phil. I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I uh, make music. (laughs) Uh, And to the people, folks who are familiar with me, thank you for all of your continued support over the years and all the love and appreciation. I would name every single one of you individually, but that would take forever. So you know who you are. You're awesome. Thank you. The name of the project pre- being presented in this program is called Machine Funk. It is out now on Fundamental Records, um, and it is a uh, kind of a kind of a collaboration. It's a highly collaborative kind of project, just with the way in which it came together, and the way that it ended up, and where we're going to move forward with it as time goes on. The songs that you're hearing in this program are from the first volume of Machine Funk, which tells the story of the distant future wherein which... The effects of climate change have permanently altered the landscape of uh, human life on Earth, leaving only 808 million living breathing homo sapiens on the planet. The rest uh, are dead. However, because of the advancements in technology, the internet, virtual reality, Uh, memory storage, satellite technology, and all this kind of stuff that everyone is in fervor about. Today, many of the perished from these climactic events were able to resubstantiate themselves into a digital form. Um, They are known as uh, artificially intelligent simulations of their former selves or as it's colloquially known in parts of this universe they are just called artificially unintelligent and the prototype hologram universe is called the zeta block Searching for the Zeta Block, and uh, it features a little bit of uh, vocoder work, some funky drums, some big old Nintendo 64 pad sounds in the background. I did sample those uh, those choir sounds from a Nintendo 64 game. I will leave it up to the internet detectives to find out which i did um there are at least 15 to 20 um super nintendo super nes and uh recently uh what was that system called i forgot i can't believe i forgot that oh virtual boy there's a sample from a virtual boy game uh they're scattered all across this album so if you want to do some like you know work you can go and try to find all of them I will, I probably won't be able to confirm uh, all of them for you because I it's been so long since I since I even opened up the project files up at this point but uh, they're there and uh, some of them are obvious but yeah searching for the zeta block has a lot of that um, this song is really cool I hope you enjoy it. Like to explain where uh, Alec and I kind of uh, came together on the Machine Funk project. Well, as uh, those of you who are more familiar with my uh, with my thing, uh, you'll know that I have my own little uh, self-releasing label called Biosoft Records, where I've released uh, Cygnus and also uh, some Patronin uh, on it. And um, Alec, uh, once again from Fundamental Records in Spain, uh, reached out to me. And uh, I had just released uh, Rainy Days and uh, I think he really liked it. And he wanted to do a project with me and he wanted to, uh, and yeah, I had just done A remix for Carl Finlow on the MIDI Archaeology uh, box set. Uh, Also out on Fundamental. And uh, Alec wanted to do uh, uh, like an EP or an LP with me, so I started to gather together uh, some some songs that I had been uh, working on for about the the past year or two. Had a nice little collection. And they came together in a kind of cohesive way, where in which I thought they worked together really well. And uh, somewhere in that period of time, and this is the, uh, where the machine funk, you know, the logo and the font and the, the whole kind of design of the record kind of, this was the uh, it's kind of a genesis. Uh, Alec sent me a link. We got into a conversation about comic books and he sent me a link to read uh, the work by Barry Windsor Smith. This uh, comic called Machine Man. And I remember just looking at the cover of it and being like, "Holy shit, that's fucking rad! That's like, that's like, I just remember thinking it was like one of the most electro things I." I'd ever seen just the cover of it you've got this like kind of disembodied discontinuous head of some man or a cyborg or an android or a robot and there's all this technology and all these cords and cables and little transistors and (laughs) you know tiny little electric electronic diodes coming out of his head and i was just like holy shit that's really fucking cool yeah so we were just going back and forth um sharing artwork and ideas and thoughts about having the ep or the lp that we wanted to do be more than just uh you know we wanted to build a concept around it similar to uh you know build a concept around it with uh, Artwork and and uh, maybe 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 go a little bit step further, you know. Uh, we did Cosmos in 2016, which was originally also a, a Biosoft release uh, that we added a bunch more tracks to uh, for the vinyl release. And if you have that, I hope you enjoy it. I, the the extra step that we wanted to go, I was just like, okay, so let's have it be kind of like let's get my face on it if you've seen the cover art that's that's actually uh, a mock-up of my face drawn by uh, an artist named paul calvert and uh, he's gonna be the guy that we're working with from now on on the rest of the project we basically agreed like yeah let's have have it be like an homage to barry Windsor smith's image and vision with uh, machine man which by the way is a really cool story about like these renegade i don't know they're like heroes if you've read it you you know what you know what you probably have a better vocabulary than i do to to describe it but it's like these guys called the midnight wreckers uh who discover in a scrapyard a robot that used to be long belonged to these people called like the Baneys. And he has like an ex-girlfriend and shit too, like the robot guy. And it's just like a really cool story. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't read it, but it's a, that would be a completely appropriate uh, thing for you to do if you're interested in this album is go back and uh, read the original uh, comic by uh, Barry Windsor Smith. It's really cool. gennhauf gennhauf und ihr hört Base Gender Gender Radio It is another bit of just, you know, straight homage to Barry Windsor Smith's uh, Marvel comic. And um, it of course, it directly references the Midnight Wreckers who discovered Machine Man and uh, took him on his journey to defeat the Bainies and, uh, and to stop the Baneys from doing some really evil shit. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You should go read it on your own because it's a fantastic and uh, wonderful piece of work and they don't make stuff like that anymore and the artwork is completely fucking awesome yeah the lyrics uh just more vocoder funk i learned uh, some cool uh recording secrets from alec while i was making this which is why i thought it was important to give him basically the the co-engineering credit on it because i mean i mean alec does so much mastering stuff that For me to forego all of that knowledge of that craft would just have been really, really stupid. And and when I first sent the tracks over, they needed a lot of help. But uh, weeks went by and uh, I applied a lot of little tips and tricks and exercised a little bit of patience with myself and having to adjust to uh, a different recording uh, situation in my uh, my home studio and uh everything came out sounding so fucking awesome the first time I, I i heard the masters i was like holy shit you get that uh that same kind of feeling that you get when you when you buy a new synthesizer you know and you you hear the vibrations coming out of your speakers for the first time you're like oh shit you know up until you bought the synthesizer you All you've heard up until then is like demos online or YouTube videos, but then you actually get it and you plug it in through your own own circuitry and it's like, wow, that is life. That has life and that has passion and emotion. The vibrations just shake you out of your chair. So I felt the same way when I got the master's. From, uh, from Alec for the Machine Funk songs. It was like I'd never heard it before and it made me really happy. We got the artwork from Paul and me and Alec were completely fucking floored. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> like, oh my God, it looks so cool. And I think that at that moment, um, it was really what jump started me because I was still putting together some stuff here and there the music um and uh his mastering work is of course like completely fucking phenomenal and you can hear that um in the tracks that's why earlier i mentioned it it's kind of like a collaboration a collaborative thing because it wasn't just one idea that came out of my head it's like the work of three or more people kind of coalescing into one really, really cool, cool uh, format. And uh, I hope everybody who listens to it, I hope you enjoy it. I hope uh, this is just volume one, volume two, three, and four. It'll be a four-part series. And uh, those those will be out, and uh, you'll be able to have all of them. The record contains the uh, three discs and a picture disc. It looks beautiful. It looks, it looks completely amazing. And, uh, of course it has the font on it. Like, the the coolest part, to me, is just, like, the fucking font that Alec put together for the logo. It's just one of the coolest things. And you can get that on the t-shirt as well. It's just so cool, man. The thing about it, this project that I think is so fucking cool, is that, like, it's, like, I can imagine being, uh, relatively young, maybe, like, Yeah, as young as maybe like 10 or something like that. Definitely in my teen years, but even if I was as young as 10 years old, if I walked into any place that had this record on the shelf, like I would look at it without knowing anything and I would be like, what the fuck, that's awesome. I have to have that, (laughs) you know? And that's really how I went about designing the tracks and uh, how we went about, you know, with the artwork and stuff. It just 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 there's just seemed to be a three-way understanding of just like let's just make the coolest looking thing <laughs> and just have people just look at it and just be like oh my god <laughs> and uh every time i look at it i freak out and uh every time i hear the tracks i i love them and this work could not have just been it just it's impossible for this could to have just been made by one person and that's why um, I'm excited for the series because um, it feels it feels like, uh, I don't know. It feels like you work uh, it feels like something from back in the day, you know it's, It feels like a project involving a bunch of different people and it's, it just feels great. It feels awesome. this track when i was living in oak cliff dallas and i had just moved into this apartment and uh i had got this badass tv and i've re- i've since since then i sold the tv but um i thought it was I, I i don't know i thought it i thought it was really weird because I, here i get this like 4k 1080p, whatever, Ultra HD TV type thing, and the first thing I want to watch on it are like demo scene reels. So demo scene reels are kind of like an old hacker kind of thing, which is kind of related to the Machine Funk project because it's supposed to kind of like, you know, it's about hackers and old school internet drama and all that kind of whatever, you know. And uh, so I got this TV at my apartment, and all I wanted to do were these old school demo scene reels reels where these guys, they have about four megabytes maximum. Sometimes they have like, I don't know, 64 kilobytes. And they have to put together a kind of like comprehensive visual program using, you know, maximizing the most of their programming ability and creativity with the least amount of data. And that's how I went about writing many of the songs on machine funk. Um, treating it like, you know, using one sample to be, to, to, you know, you can use one sample to be a drum sound, but then if you're, if you want to conserve information, you want to be conservative, you have to, you can, you can chop up one drum sound and you can turn it into a melody by adding certain other effects and stuff like that. So, you know, that's just a little bit of hacking work. This song isn't actually very many sounds. Um, and uh, I, don't know, I always just imagine this one being part of a demo scene reel, and I thought it fit really well into the Machine Funk universe.
2: You're listening to Deep Space Radio.
1: The uh, plot line to the Machine Funk universe is. Uh, it is a self-contained universe which uh (laughs) i don't want to drop too many hints right now but it uh, could actually be connected to other existing universes that are (laughs) people currently know a lot about but um that's something for further along down in the future after we finish one two three and four uh the volumes But uh, it's a self-contained universe, pretty much, for now, for all intents and purposes. And uh, distant future, climate change wipes out most of the population. But the kind of like uh, inlaid avatars, the digital avatars of many people who were participating in social media and the internet for a very long time, since the uh, late 80s and the early 90s. Uh, As I mentioned prior, they're able to resubstantiate their minds, their memories, their intentions, their, uh, you know, a loose image of their neural circuitry and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff into a digital mainframe where they are essentially eternal and they have access to satellite, radar technology that can exist in many places at once. But it's really unknown at this point in the story where we are in volume one what exactly the implications are of being a a, a digital representative of your former self whether that's something that is carries intention and will and thought or if it's just code lines of code that are kind of meaningless the kind of uh you know argument to draw from that as well i mean when you're in a body with physical corporeal form i mean is that that's not too much different if you can represent the data in one's brain uh digitally then i mean that information just might be digital or something uh i don't know i didn't do my research <laughs> didn't do too much deep research obviously on neuroscience before i wrote this but um, it will be fleshed out and, oh, uh, I probably shouldn't even be saying this. Okay, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about neuros... It's a it's a fucking comic shit. It's, it's science fiction. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, the network, the computer network that these uh, artificially intelligent or artificially unintelligent beings exist within is called Zeli. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of like the, uh, the matrix or the mainframe that uh, most of the action happens on. Um, we got a corporation called the Kenji Corporation, which has a lot at stake in Zeli. They are just the world's leading uh, metapharmaceutical provider, and uh, they are kind of like, uh, if you want to imagine, Microsoft. But if they engineered and prototyped, Fake kind of (laughs) what do they call it? Uh, Homeopathic medicine for artificial intelligences and like robotic constructs and stuff like that. Kind of like a maybe a little bit of like a religious cult, but they do have a lot of money and they are very, very subversive. And no one knows why. Currently, where we are at in volume one, we don't know what the Kenji Corp wants with the zeta block but they have sent cybernetic assassins and uh hired guns in through the zeli network which is you know purely digital so those are going to be more like uh, uh, digital assassins kind of like uh, uh kind of like maybe the programs from the matrix if you want to draw like a literal comparison by the way i, I like i Having written all this stuff, and you can read it when you when you buy the record, you'll read all of it in the in the notes. It's easy to do because it's very accessible because it's a gatefold uh, vinyl sleeve, so you can like have it open and like check out the lyrics and the and the lore at the same time. Um, and when I was writing this stuff, I I mean I I understand fully <laughs> how derivative some of it is, and it's it's not really like that. It's it's a celebration it's a celebration of all the awesome, you know, comics and books and movies that i grew up with and it's just like a big shout out, you know. That's why we have the cover uh, looking a lot like the, you know, Barry Windsor-Smith's image, you know. It's it's just like it's just showing love and appreciation and just like i don't know. You know like when somebody puts their hand up cuz they want to high five you and you just leave them there hanging you know, I feel like this album and uh, everything that me and Alec and Paul have put into it and uh, everyone else who's worked on it as well, I think this is just us putting our hand up to to the people who put this, the original stuff up. You know, it's just like completing the... You know, it's, it's like saying, uh, you know, copy that or acknowledged or, you know, I love it. <laughs> you know, so this is just the other half of... A, of a, you know, a 30-year handshake, of celebration of technology, music, dancing, science fiction, robotics, the internet, all that kind of stuff, and just being positive and cool and just <laughs> being full of love, man. Really, that's what it all comes back to in the end. And I'm really happy that uh, everyone has now has the chance to tune in to this universe and uh, make a settle into it you know because it's got four parts four whole parts and that's going to be it's going to be a comprehensive picture and like i hinted earlier if things uh happen in a certain way this universe could connect to another existing universe but i can't say anything about that yet Kenji Corporation. This track is called the Kenji Corporation. Really cool song. Nice track. Nice smooth kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, I really like this song a lot. I think this is probably the most signature Cygnus track. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I'm pro- probably pretty predictable at this point. You could pick my songs out of a out of a lineup, but at this point, it's probably the biggest giveaway. Of all the, all the, all the, whatever, whatever fuck you call it, Um, I, I believe I have already expounded um, quite, quite a bit about the Kenji Kenji Corporation and uh, everything that they're about. But uh, to expound a little bit further, I would just go on to say that uh, the song just exudes a bit of that kind of like Japanese cleanliness. That Japanese cars. You walk into a big, nice lobby. Tokyo or something like that, and you're greeted by some dudes in a in, in tuxedos and whatever and they but they've got like chipsets in their necks and they've got wires hooked up to their foreheads and shit like that. have these people called the crude matter hackers and they are a fully biological hacker group who have discovered a digital blueprint for a very mysterious prototype hologram universe which is an interesting little artifact kind of like the uh you know the MacGuffin of uh this kind of uh, storyline although it does become much more than that considering what is contained within this prototype hologram universe it's it's not yet known where it originates from what its nature is but we it has been given a kind of nominal title between uh another group these folks called the random access terror network or just called the rats they are as i wrote the world's most subversive political cult and four higher terrorist sect in the world and uh, they are not fully biological like the uh, crude matter hackers they are a mixture of both uh, biological and artificially intelligent and artificially unintelligent creatures that exist in the zeli network and on earth so they are in search of the Zeta Block alongside the Kenji Corporation, the Crude Matter Hackers, Stark Corporation, and one named Isaac Gladstone. The Stark Corporation, which is a conglomerate mega corporation, as is typical of most of these, you know, cyberpunk, you know, future dystopian novellas that, you know, we all love so dearly. And um, they are mostly looking to assist the random access terrorists in acquiring and destroying the Zeta block. And uh, it's a little bit, some of the intentions are unclear behind there. You got to wonder if they are such a successful company, you know, why are they seeking to destroy one of the most, one of the most insanely advanced pieces of technology and simulation known as the Zeta block uh, ever to be seen by human eyes, especially after the calamity brought about by the climate change and all of the, you know, wars and atrocities that were committed uh, there So, you know, we got to pay attention to this kind of stuff. in the machine funk series um, because Jocasta is the name of the original machine man's like (laughs) ex-girlfriend and uh, I always thought it was really kind of really futuristic and electro and really funky how a robot who's been tossed away in a junkyard and left behind to history gets reassembled by a Group of renegades, and then they find out that this 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 dude has like a romantic history. So uh, the lyrics kind of reflect that kind of remote longing for a past love uh, that would be experienced firsthand by such a uh, an artificial being. You know, circuitry is getting warm, feelings in my chest. You know, it's just kind of things are getting warmer proximity is we're getting closer and stuff like that you know is called hypnotized is about this song is about the reuniting of uh machine man from the uh barry windsor smith comic and uh joe costa and you'll hear in the lyrics kind of how uh, machine man feels about that and uh you know a nice party track um i hope the way in which i'm describing these songs is not totally contrived and stupid Uh, (laughs) but um, yeah whatever the last um kind of player in the plot line is a half artificial intelligent half biological renegade who goes by the name of isaac gladstone and the image on the front of machine funk um to, if you're tuning into the lore and you want to you know become wise to the lore that is Isaac Gladstone's face on the cover of the Machine Funk record. He is loyal to nobody, and he will acquire and use whatever resources possible to secure the Zeta Block for himself. While it's completely mysterious what Kenji Corporation, what the Rats, what Stark Corporation, and what the Crude Matter Hackers want to do with the Zeta Block, it isn't mysterious at all. To Isaac Isaac wants to basically merge his artificially intelligent and biological selves into uh, one larger kind of corporeal being to where he can access satellite networks and r- maintain his biological identity and all the rights that he is guaranteed under the government Basically, and in a, in a certain way, seeks to become some kind of deification or a, a digital deification or a, a resubstantiation of his uh, former self. But it's uh, kind of a bit convoluted because he wants to. He has to become fully machine, and he has to become fully digital at the same time, which could split his personality. Uh, It could kill him, Uh, we don't know, but he knows that he requires the Zeta block in order to achieve the totality of his aspirations and wishes, and he will do anything that he can to achieve his goal. We are going to learn a lot about Isaac Gladstone in the Machine Funk series. Cyber Systems is a song purely about that kind of demo scene, real era level of hacking expertise. And with this song, I wanted to exploit the sound of the baseline, this kind of like razor sharp wavetable, cerebellum splitting Base. I really wanted to feature that. So I waited, kind of uncharacteristically so, about half of the way into the track intentionally to just kind of pull it out of nowhere. And I don't know why I made that decision. It just seemed like that's where it fit because it's so fucking huge. One thing that when I'm writing tracks, like I like to think about like where, a like. You, th- you think about a track in like portions, and I, I bet some of the people who are also producers can appreciate this. It's that you look at all the sounds that you can use in one song, and you can look at how, how, like, like how they spit, how, how, can, how they can be split up via spectral analysis. Looking at what frequencies they dominate, where the peaks are, where the valleys are, and kind of trying to put together a kind of cohesive picture Kind of like a like with a with like a paintbrush or something like that, and trying to trying to see what fits in. Now, there's sometimes when you have your kind of spectral analysis all figured out and you have everything put together really well, there still can be a song. Sorry, there still can be a sound in your track that still, depending on how many sounds you use, that that takes up a greater portion of the total mix. So the answer to that in my personal writing philosophy is that you have to leave space to begin with and then just kind of like drop some crazy shit later on and then as far as the listener is concerned it's like two songs you know maybe i don't know maybe that's a little bit convoluted of a way to explain it but um yeah that bass sound is just like it was just too cool and it's too crazy the way i i notated it it was just wild i just to wait until halfway into the song to drop it just so you just be like what the fuck the fuck is that oh cool yeah (laughs) Yeah, so i don't know it's also through time um the weight of a sound or the the space in which a sound takes up space on the frequency is also something that happens through time i've begun to notice you know it's it's not really just so much about at at what point you know you 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 take a snapshot of one song okay and this song this sound is taking up this much space on this frequency uh, like 60 hertz or whatever it's like a bass sound but that's just that's just a snapshot if you were to go in like quantum view you would see that 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 sound is vibrating and that like most solid objects seemingly solid objects it's 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 empty space mostly so i don't know we probably have to do a little bit more thinking on this but um yeah the nature the nature of that uh line of thinking is embedded in the philosophy of this song aurora cybersystems and we haven't mentioned yet uh where in the plot uh, aurora cybersystems exists in the machine funky universe but in volume two we very likely will. apprehensive at certain points when putting together these songs whether i wanted so many like pretty sounding tracks to be on a record with a scary looking robotic black guy on the front cover (laughs) you know i didn't want to do i don't want to like jabate anybody you know they go and they they go by the record and it's got this scary looking mean looking science fiction guy on the front and it's called machine funk and it's machine like and it's funky and then and then, well, what is this music? It sounds like fucking Prince, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I didn't want to bait and switch anybody, but uh, I don't know. If you know me, like like I've mentioned before, um, uh, if you know me, it's you know I'm just gonna always do some pretty stuff. So that's reflected in this track here.
0: This is the final track of the machine funk showcase section of the show called Me Cub. JTL.
1: And if you need help figuring out the title, just look at it backwards, and you'll you should be able to uh, put together a clearer picture of uh, what it's all about, what it means, and all that. done a lot of talking about the gear that I used um, on a lot of these tracks, but um, for the vast majority of uh, sequencing, a lot of it was done by hand um, on my computer um, in a tracker kind of style way of sequencing. Uh, a lot of it was done with the Electron Analog 4. I've now had that synthesizer for like, I know, like I think a decade now some shit. I don't know. Um, and the Electron DigiTax. Uh, probably my favorite little ninja little drum machine there. Um, it's really really easy for accomplishing some of the crazier kind of drum fills that uh, appear um, because you, you of course you have the conditional triggering and all that so you have the pattern chaining which is a bit different than how it is on the uh, on the other flagship uh, drum machines like the rhythm and the uh and even the sequencer sequencing on the octatrack it's a bit different but uh it's functional i love it i love that tiny little uh, led screen with the uh, bright green arcade kind of style letters and um all the vocals are me none of the vocals were sampled except for some of the obvious like choir sounds which just come from a personal library i've been building up building up for years and years and years um got a uh, roland uh vocoder uh in tow um and i also on some of the tracks i used uh, ableton's uh built-in vocoder and um I really want to thank everyone for participating, listening to this program. Uh, I want to thank uh, Andy uh, Barton for always being uh, the homie, you know, uh, Andy's been doing this base agenda thing for a long time and it is just unrelenting the amount of effort, love and appreciation that he pours into this. It is almost unheard of. And I am, I, I am a fan. I am a fan and I am a, a comrade and an appreciator, and I love you, Andy, um, all you guys out there showing love for science fiction and all the stuff that we all agree is really cool, the technology, satellite technology, the internet, You know, flying cars, all the dreams of the late 70s and the 80s, and all the imagery and the visual vocabulary of Sid Mead and Barry Windsor Smith, of course, and Graffiti, and Electro, and Breakdancing in the 80s. You know what I'm talking about. If, uh, if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about, and I don't have to say anything else. You, you know, just like I know, what's the real shit out there, and uh, uh, never consider yourself a fan of my music. I am just out there making homage homage just like you are, and so you're not a fan, you're a friend. So, I love you, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for Volumes 2, 3, and 4 of Machine Funk coming out on Fundamental Records in the future. And please take care of yourselves and be well. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Listen to me. What we do here, it's fucking essential. It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We... Heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's, not, it's not, That's the only reason to make music, music, music,
0: music. Love and thanks out to Cygnus for putting so much effort into the show. A truly amazing album. Recommend you check that out. Thanks to Alex Stark once again for leading the way and putting these projects together and for choosing Bass Agenda to showcase it on as well. Coming up next, I'm going to rerun a live set that Cygnus recorded for Base Agenda way back in uh, episode uh, 88 which was uh, guest hosted by Dutch producer Far, aka Robin. And you'll hear a nice touching tribute to uh, Robin in the set here from Cygnus. About half an hour of this, then we're going to get into the promo box, check out recent and decent stuff from other artists. Gravity Grab comes into the view. and it
4: it. To <laughs> A inside
0: I
5: beauty and you're listening to Bayez Agenda.
0: live set from Cygnus there, originally broadcast on Bass Agenda 88. Some time ago now, 2015 I think that was. Gonna take a walk now through a few different sounds from other artists. Everything from EBM Tinge Techno, Acid Electro, Hard Techno, some nice abstract stuff from the likes of Stellaria Nemorum, and some fantastic forthcoming Electro from the legendary Anthony Rota. Kicking off though with Nomenclature, a track called Atomized, this is the Club Bizarre remix. After this you're going to hear the David Coretta remix of their track Breathe, both available now on their fantastic Atomized remix release.
4: You're listening to the number one underground base agenda.
0: sitting on top of right now is out on Battery Park Studio, it's by Serge Gazelle and it's called Snot, brilliant stuff, great release, some really cool remixes on that release too. Before that, you heard uh, Distorted Drill, a track called Warning Noise, and before that, a track called More by Neon Electronics, and of course before that you heard those two tracks by Nomenclature that I mentioned, remixes from uh, David Coretta and Club Bizarre. Next up, something recent and decent from London Modular Alliance. Detroit.
3: London. Deep Space Radio. 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 radio.
4: This is Anthony Roter and you listen to Base Agenda.
0: track here from Anthony Rota in the Space Odyssey. This is coming out in August on his label Cynet. Before that you heard uh, Cyber Rain, a track called Jack Wasted. And coming up next we've got Carl Finlow using his Silicon scaly alias track called Mind Splitter on Cultivated Electronics.
5: Paul Finlow, and you're listening to Base Agenda.
0: track called Dethroned Dynamo this is out on Atslan Records before that you heard Stellaria Nemorum, taken from her album The Lake Within The Lake really really cool album, suggest you check that one out track called Pulsating Surface, before that you heard uh, something new from David Meiser fantastic stuff, track called Voices and then before that you heard Nexus 23, track called Shadow Puppet that's just come out on Bass Agenda Epic Remix producer rx mode love and thanks back out again to uh cygnus and alex stark make sure you support some of the artists that you've heard today those that you like full show and track list will be up on soundcloud.com slash base agenda and on the itunes feed at some point over the weekend in the meantime thanks for listening take care of yourselves cheers
3: Deep Space Radio
2: Deep Space Radio